everybody, and welcome to another edition of Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. Thanks for joining us today for this week's tale of marital misadventure. We are in Coronation Countdown, and this week I am bringing for you straight out of the United Kingdom the trashy divorce of Lady Colin Campbell. Lady Colin Campbell divorced from the son of the 11th Duke of Argyle, and Lady C is quite an outspoken figure across the pond for commenting on the royal family, but her own personal history is really incredible and perhaps even more intriguing. Before we begin today's episode, we do have this amazing magic mirror with a few names that we see in it. Who gets incredible praise and thanks this week for joining our Patreon community? Thank you for joining us at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Bubba Brandy, Aaron A, Tony P, Louise W, and Cindy H. And a super big shout out to our newest super supporter, Luce. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you how much we appreciate all of our newest supporters, all of our continuing supporters. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending a little love to your favorite trashy podcast. We are so grateful for you. We're so grateful you're back again today. And truth be told, Stacey, it is time to start this royal adjacent ride. Let's royally go, go, go. So, Alicia, I have no idea who this person is, but she is royal adjacent and well-known in the United Kingdom. Royal adjacent, most certainly. Some of our trash pandas might be very familiar with Lady Colin Campbell. Mm. Some might not be. Let me give you a little bit of a rundown. Team not over here. Lady Colin Campbell is nothing if not a controversial figure when it comes to reporting on or writing about the royal family. People seem to do one of two things. You love her or you hate her. Lady Colin was born into a wealthy family. And in a little bit of a twist of the way that the world happens, Lady Colin was raised as a boy due to a genital deformity, all the while knowing inside she was a girl. Is this likely a condition we would call intersex today? Perhaps. That's Yes, I think so. Lady Colin Campbell was eventually able to get corrective surgery to live her life as a woman. And she has managed to keep herself in the middle of current events, very much maintained a place in the spotlight through her writing, her commentating, her social media, and appearing on reality television shows. (laughs) Okay, that's quite quite the resume and personal journey there. In 1974, Lady Colin was married into the aristocratic Argyle family, but only very briefly. What followed? I had some of their socks once. (laughs) This is the Duke of Argyle. (laughs) It's a big deal. Fashion house. (laughs) What followed? We're not even in the story yet. This is amazing. This is incredible was one of the trashiest divorces to scandalize the British aristocracy. Yes. Love it. Okay. You are rubbing your little paws uh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Lady Colin Campbell has used that connection. She was married for five minutes. <laughs> she's dined out on it ever since. I, I, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Hold on. She's used that connection to help her be successful in her later pursuits. She's always supremely confident and even, you could go as far as brazen, never shying away from attention. When Lady Colin Campbell asked whether continuing to use her aristocratic title was capitalizing on her ex-husband's name, she replied, I don't dine out on being his ex-wife. He dines out on being my ex-husband. Well, well. And when you see my face, I hope it gives you hell. I love her story. It's incredible. So let's get into it. What is Lady Colin Campbell known for? I'm going to give you a step-by-step little entree into her trashy tale. Lady Colleen Campbell is best known as an author, a socialite, and a television personality. She is a well-known royal biographer and commentator. Although her portrayals of the royals are (laughs) very opinionated and sometimes somewhat controversial. Lady Colleen Campbell has written biographies of Diana, Princess of Wales, the Queen Mother, and Meghan Markle. Now, Lady Colin Campbell's super active on social media. She has a YouTube channel with her thoughts and opinions and St. Charles Spaniel, who licks her face most of the time. She <laughs> does those opinions and she will commentate. That's the word commentate. I believe. On royals and royal events. She's she will comment upon. Comment upon. She's really uh, heating up right now on the way to the coronation. Oh, sure. That makes perfect sense. In her book, released in 1992 about Diana, it's called Diana in Private, The Princess Nobody Knows. When this drops, it is nothing short of scandalous. Here, Lady Colin Campbell reveals that Diana had an eating disorder and had an affair with James Hewitt. Now, at the time, her claims were dismissed as perfect gossip, scandalous, scurrilous accusations, no merit. And Lady Colin Campbell was trashed by the royal watchers. What happened? Time has given us a Mm -hmm. chance to appreciate, perhaps, Lady Colin Campbell's take on it because she was later vindicated when these things were found out to be true. Lady Colin Campbell, you're going to be real surprised to know what astrological sign she is when we get there. Let's lay it out. I'm going to see if you can maybe take a guess. Of her vindication... Lady Colin Campbell has said, quote, I was right. Now they talk about all these lovers as if it was always known, yet I was rubbished for saying so. The royal reporters crucified me, but they were just jealous because I was part of a world they could never be a part of, unquote. Rubbished is such a descriptive. Rubbished. Yeah. In 2002, Lady Colin wrote her first novel titled Empress Bianca. It wasn't on the shelves very long, though, before it was taken off the shelves due to a lawsuit from nothing's linear and everything is connected and we haven't made it to the story on Done and Done, but Lily Safra, widow of billionaire banker Edmund Safra. Whoa. Remember Edmund Safra? Is the billionaire guy who dies in the fire perhaps set by Ted Maher, his nurse? It's ringing a bell, yeah. death. Okay. Okay. 
Lily Safra, widow of Edmund, very upset, claims that Lady Colin Campbell had based her book, Empress Bianca, on the events of Lily Safra's life. And since the book is about, as forementioned, a social climbing double murderess, the portrayal, as you can imagine, is not exactly a flattering one. <laughs> Weird. Lady C, they call her Lady C, actually. Lady Colin Campbell, Lady C. Lady C scoffs at Safra's claims and makes the comment that since Lily Safra had never actually been charged with murder, she finds it extraordinary that Lily Safra would, quote, claim the hat fits, wear it, then complain about the color, unquote. Rawr. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. That's... Lady C continues, any educated person knows the process fiction goes through. Also, continuing, <laughs> it's just the story. Lady Colin Campbell also said that she had no need to rely on Lily Safra for inspiration and that the character in her books was based on her distant cousin, Blanche, who was, everybody knew, was a double murderess. Lily Safra did not prevail, and the book, Empress Bianca, was re-released in 2009. You would think after this, somebody would rein in Lady C. Like, you can't, you can't do this. Lady but C does not sound like someone who can be reined in. Lady C is not discouraged at all <laughs> from writing other controversial books after that. In 2012, Lady C writes another provocative royal biography, this time about the Queen Mother. I'm glad you're sitting down. <laughs> In this book, Lady C claims that the Queen Mother was actually the daughter of the family cook. Hold up, let me explain. This was the apparent reason why the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, Edward and Wallace, mm -hmm. Simpson, correct, referred to the Queen Mother as Cookie. That was always her nickname. In any correspondence, in any journal, they called her Cookie. That Lady seems like a stretch, but okay. And okay. just revealing what Lady C says. Lady C also in this book alleges that Queen Elizabeth and Princess Margaret were conceived by artificial insemination because the Queen Mother did not like sex. Was that even a thing back then? Oh, Artificial insemination? Turkey basters have been around for quite a long time, my dear. We have been cooking turkeys for, All right. a, for a long time. Lady C, 2018, will release yet another book that claims to know the intimate details about Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip's marriage and sex life. Many royal biographers call this book. Let's get all the quotes in here. I'm just going to quote, throw this all together and end with a quote. Vulgar, gossipy, tasteless, and full of half-truths. Okay. That's Lady Colin Campbell now. Let's back up the bus, go back in time, and get Lady Colin Campbell's traumatic, for real 100% childhood of being raised as a boy. Do you have any guesses on what astrological sign you think Lady Colin might be? I'm going to guess, based on her penchant for uh, controversy and apparently comfort and grabbing attention that she is perhaps a Leo. You would be correct. Huh. Leo baby, born under a different kind of sun. I don't dine out on him. He dines out on me. 
born George William Zadie. George was born into a prominent Jamaican family August 17, 1949. Lady Collins' parents never imagined that their son would later be known to the world as Lady Colin Campbell, or Lady C for short. Her family was one of Jamaica's oldest and most powerful families and were kind of basically the equivalent of Jamaican royalty. Lady C said of her mother, My mother was related to four of Jamaica's oldest families, and to say merely that she was out of the top drawer would not convey the quality of her breeding. Whatever that means. The birth certificate states that Lady Colin Campbell was male at the time of her birth, but that is actually not true. The baby was born with genital deformities. She had a fused labia and a misshaped clitoris. And at that time, just the way the world worked, 1949, the protocol was that babies born with these deformities were assigned and raised as male. The thinking here, because it's 1949, why would you want to be a woman if you could be a man? I mean, it's a fair question, but as we know today, that is not how any of that works. Right? Obviously, you'll have an easier life in most everywhere, even including Jamaica. Every like mm-hmm. the superior sex men, at, at least according to the, yes, uh, the I'm not saying that right. The Society of 1949 firmly believes that. So young George clearly never feels like a boy and says that she always knew she was a girl. To be clear, this is not a case of gender dysphoria. Doctors would later confirm that Lady C was biologically female but that would not happen for many years. During those years, Lady C endured an agonizing childhood, being raised as George Zadie by parents who were, quite frankly, ashamed of her. Even as a young child, she would question her parents or express her discomfort with being raised as George. Her concerns and her feelings are never considered by her parents because it is too much of an embarrassment. I was going to say it was probably a shameful, like they had an imperfect baby and as as like elites. They're um, rich, they're esteemed. That doesn't happen. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's terrible. But it even goes further than just Lady C feeling ignored. Her parents were mentally and verbally abusive to her and even occasionally physically abusive. Lady C. will tell the Telegraph, our family was extremely well known and he, her father, would have done anything to avoid publicity and embarrassment. She'll go on to say, cousins would say to my mother, why is Georgie being brought up as a boy? Still, my gender wasn't that big a deal until I hit puberty. Then it became a real issue. As it would. Lady C. describes her life after the age of 11 as a living hell, quote-unquote. Her parents make the decision to send her to an all-boys Catholic seminary. (laughs) Lady C. was forced to stay there until the age of 18. Just process that for a moment. I mean, that's abuse, is what that is. In 2009, Lady C. would write a book called Daughter of Narcissus, a family's struggle to survive their mother's narcissistic personality disorder. 
She told a newspaper that her sister had encouraged her to write it so that, quote, everyone will know what she had to endure, unquote. In the book, Lady C. describes horrible abuse and childhood trauma because of her mother's treatment, including that time when her mother tried to stub a cigarette out on her face. It's bad. When Lady C. hits puberty at the age of 13, her life really does become almost unbearable. This is when her family really had to increase efforts to hide her true identity because she's gone through puberty and it's becoming more and more obvious. She's starting to get breasts. Yeah. Congratulations, you have a girl. Mm -hmm. Lady C writes that just as she thought things could not get worse, she was, quote, placed in the hands of a sadistic husband and wife medical team, unquote. This medical team does not help Lady C. Instead, they forcibly inject her with male hormones to make her voice drop, her nipples shrink, and to begin growing facial hair. Yikes. So in her life so far, her mother has been her main tormentor. But for Lady C, her father is no protector or supporter. There's not an equal and opposite sort of balance. At one point, Lady C's father just helpfully suggests to her that, quote, the one solution to your problem is a dose of rat poison, unquote. These are people who really just were terrified of being publicly mortified. (laughs) I mean, that's yikes. We have a great twist in the story, though. In 1970, when she was 21, George Zadie was able to undergo genital corrective surgery in the United States, paid for by her grandmother. After she had that surgery, she changes her name to Georgia Ariana Zadie. But after her marriage in 1974, Lady Colin Campbell would never be known publicly by all those old names again. She's Lady Colin Campbell or Lady C. Lady C has said of that operation, quote, No one ever faced the knife more eagerly than I. You would have thought I was going on a wonderful cruise, which, in a way, I supposed I was. Unquote. That's harrowing. This is a fantastic time <laughs> to work in a little bit of a break before we get Lady C married to Lord Colin Campbell, the son of the 11th Duke of Argyle. Great socks. Back in a second. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and... I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns, Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. 
Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Alicia, let's get Lady C situated in her real life. Well, for our purposes, let's get her married so we can get her divorced. Well, yes, okay. Right, so Georgie, Lady C, before she's Lady C, moves to New York City to study fashion design. And although making a life for herself on her own, Georgie had some traditional values and ideas on life. She said, every girl of my age wanted to be married. No matter how successful you were, if you hadn't been married, you were not a success. In 1974. Georgie meets Colin Campbell, the younger son of the 11th Duke of Argyle. Now remember, just quick primer for everyone here. Dogs make everything very beautiful or very barky, Mm. right? Dukes, Marquess, Earls, Viscounts, Barons. You can't get any higher than a Duke. There are 24 non-royal Ducal realms, the Duke of Argyle, one of them. Okay, 74. Georgie meets Colin Campbell, the younger son of the 11th Duke of Argyle. The two meet in New York through Colin's sister, Lady Jean Campbell, whom Georgie was very good friends with. You're looking at me like you've heard Lady Jean Campbell before you have. Lady Jean Campbell was discussed in an earlier Trashy Divorces episode. She was the third wife of terrible, terrible, Trashy Divorces, Hall of Famer, Norman Mailer. Gotcha. Okay. Georgie and Colin marry after a whirlwind five-day romance. (laughs) This is destined for success. I can't believe they're on Trashy Divorces. One, two, three, four, five. Five days. However, now Lady C claims she knows something wasn't right about her marriage within hours of taking her vows. When Lady C appeared on the reality television show Celebrity First Dates in 2018, Lady C says, yeah, something was totally off about her new husband. Quote, within five days, we married in the morning and by afternoon, I realized that something was awry because he was the only man I had ever met who didn't leap on me. I mean, up until then, I was used to having to fight them off. I think he only married me for my money, unquote. Let's talk about Georgie's new husband, Lord Colin Avar Campbell, Ivor Iver, London, uh, UK folks, Aristocrats with their unusual names. Lord Colin. Sure. Is the younger son of Ian Campbell, that's what's important, the 11th Duke of Argyle. In case Ian Campbell, the 11th Duke of Argyle, that name doesn't ring a bell, He's the Scottish peer who was married and scandally divorced from Margaret Wiggum. Scandalously. What did I say? Scandally. Just like scantily, but... Who was married and scandalously divorced from Margaret Wiggum. This was the topic for the BBC's 2021 miniseries, A Very British Ah, Scandal. Okay, thanks. With Claire Foy starring in Margaret Wiggum's role. I've got a lot on Lady C and Marg of Arg, Margaret Campbell as they call her, coming in our spider webs for Patreon folks after this episode. I want to stay centered here on Lady Colin as much as I can. But for a brief background, 
on Lady Collins once in future, but now she's an ex-mother-in-law, Margaret Campbell. Margaret Campbell and Ian Campbell, their 1963 divorce case. Whoa, the Duke and Duchess of Argyle. It involves scandalous accusations, pictures, and testimony. And for that time, 1963, it is downright shocking, I say. The Argyles had a troubled and unhappy marriage for a number of reasons, but it culminated in what would become known as the Thorpe Affair. Goodness. So Lady C was interviewed about that miniseries, and she said she, quote, found it hilariously entertaining, unquote. Lady C also goes on to name the infamous, quote-unquote, headless man. So this is sort of a tra- one of the trashier bits in Trashy Divorce's history. The headless man, as he came to be known, is pictured being sexually intimate with Margaret, the Duchess of Argyle. Pictures are taken. This is what's presented in, like, whoa. It's long been speculated who this man was. The Duchess of Argyle, Margarg, refuses to ever reveal his identity, but according to Lady C, the mysterious headless man was American Pan Am President Bill Lyons. Quote, It is important to note here that that identity has never been confirmed and many, many different men have allegedly been identified as the headless man. This is just what Lady C says. According to her interview with The Sun, Lady C thought the way that Margaret, Duchess of Argyle, was portrayed was ridiculous and quote-unquote laughable. Lady C says, The BBC's depiction of her is laughable. Margaret was a style icon. She was unflappable, had grace, elegance, and an exquisite hairstyle that never moved. Instead, they cast Claire Foy, whose hair swished around and walked like Joan Collins. It was all wrong, unquote. (laughs) Not only was Lady C married to the Duke of Argyle's son, she was also friends with three of his wives. Lady C describes the Duke as having a horrible temperament and being terribly unkind, calling him a, quote, nasty piece of work, unquote, and claiming that he would, quote, fly into drunken rages, unquote. This is her ex-father-in-law? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ian Campbell's trashy. Spilling all the beans. We are going to get to Margaret and Ian Campbell. They're coming both on trashy divorces and done and done. Okay. This is just a nice little ramp up to them. Yeah, Lady C holds nothing back when it comes to Ian Campbell. She'll say, he may have been my father-in-law, but for me, he was a gigolo who picked women up, married them, then dropped them once he'd exhausted them of money. He was a bullying wife-beater who had such an impression on his second son, my husband, Lord Colin Campbell, that it was no wonder our marriage was a non-starter. Hmm. Lady C will go on to tell the son about her never mother-in-law, but ex-mother-in-law. Margaret and I grew very close as we went through similar situations, her with Argyle and me with his son, and she was wonderful. She told me what really happened, and frankly, it sickened me, unquote. We are going to have more of the 
spiderwebs of the Duke of Argyle and Margaret coming up at the end. But now back to Georgie and what happens with Lady Colin Campbell's marriage. Her father does not approve of this marriage. And you'd think it would be the five-day thing, but it's not just the five-day thing. I mean, I'm sure her father had a lot to contend with when she got the corrective surgery and was living the life she was meant to live and all of that, yeah? Yes, and dad's rich, and it happened in five days. And her father was quoted as saying, my daughter has picked up a drunken bum. So... This happens, dad. (laughs) Now, Lady C knows it's not a love match early on when Colin was not interested in her sexually, and then quickly becomes abusive. See, I was thinking they raced to the altar because they were so into each other, but I guess not. It gets worse, and the marriage completely breaks down when a journalist uncovered her birth certificate. Uh, right, right. That which identifies her male. as male. Yeah. So now Lady C is being blasted as a quote-unquote transsexual. Hmm. There is a dispute about whether or not Lady C had told Colin prior to their marriage. The Sunday People revealed Lady C's gender assignment corrective surgery to the world. She claims that she did. He claims that she didn't tell him until after the marriage. Regardless, it was apparently after it became public knowledge that the marriage broke down. Lady C has said of the story, quote, I bitterly resent it. I resent it then. I resent it now. I will resent it until my dying day, unquote. Oh, I can imagine. So blasting someone's very intimate medical information out in the press? That's terrible. Lord Colin Campbell does not dispute the fact that the revelation of the gender corrective surgery ruined their relationship. He was interviewed by The Sun in 2015 and discussed how he felt when he learned that his wife had lived as a boy until she was 18 years old. He said, quote, I was stunned. I simply could not believe what I was hearing. After she told me, I could not even bring myself to look at my wife, let alone touch her, unquote. His own feelings were made even worse by the reactions of his family. My brother, the Duke of Argyle, called me and asked, Do you realize you've married a man? Mm. Lord Colin Campbell's feelings have changed over time, and more recently he has said, quote, looking back, I do feel sorry for her, but she should have told me the truth. Things were not so liberal back then, and the scandal was deeply embarrassing for my family, unquote. I have thoughts, but... The couple will not split for several more months, during which time Lady C claims that Colin was emotionally abusive to her. In fact, she says that horrible behavior of her husband is what strengthened her friendship with Margaret, Duchess of Argyle, because of how terrible her husband was. Sure, and stepmom, and yeah, it sounds like they were kind of in a similar emotional experience with their spouses, so. They could understand each other. Yeah. Lady C says, we bonded over the treatment we had at the hands of our husbands. There you go. Lady C and Colin officially separate after nine months and were divorced 14 months after they married. An article in Sunday People from 1975 when the couple filed for divorce was titled, 
Colin kicks out his sex change bride. Okay, this is just super unfortunate, unkind, uncaring. Like, this is terrible coverage. Like, terrible. In the article, Lord Colin is quoted as saying, My real regret is that she didn't tell me about her medical background before we married. For that, I cannot forgive her. Colin will go on and describe how he felt after meeting her. They only had five days to share everything. I mean, come on. Well, let's go back to day one. What happens? Quote, I met Georgie for the first time when I stopped briefly in New York. Less than six hours later, I proposed to her across a candlelit restaurant at three o'clock in the morning with 12 pints of draft Guinness under my belt. I was so drunk I could barely put the words together. But even then, I knew I was completely infatuated by her. I found her devastatingly beautiful, with long blonde hair flowing around her shoulders. But more than that, there was a chemistry between us. I remember I tried to make love to her one night. She sensed my intentions. Colin, she said, I'm a virgin and I plan to stay that way until we are married. I walked out of her room, admiring her for her principles. Lord Colin claims that he was blissfully happy with his bride until she dropped the bombshell when the couple was on the airplane heading to Jamaica. His version of the story is that she had mentioned before that an ex-boyfriend was spreading malicious rumors in London about her having had a sex change, but that he had paid no attention to it. But then, on that airplane ride... Lady C clarifies that perhaps there were some truths to those ex-boyfriend's claims and that she had had an operation and that she had been registered as a male at birth. Lord Colin further claims that she had refused to let him see her medical documents or give him any details about the operation. He said the marriage began to disintegrate, quote-unquote, from that moment on. When asked what he was planning to do next, he said, The only sane thing to do now is to pick up the pieces of my life and start again. I have to be married to a woman who can give me a family. That is my responsibility to the Argyle clan. When the paper asked Lady C whether she had told her husband about her medical history before they married, she said he knew right from the outset. We're going to pause here. Take another quick break. We're going to come back on the flip because there's more. (laughs) Sounds great. We will see you right back. Okay, friends, I'm not kidding, but wait, there's more. Because if you thought this story was already sounding like a bad soap opera, it gets more convoluted, confusing, and contentious. Lady C claims to have learned that it was actually her husband, Lord Colin, that betrayed her to those papers and released her story, but twisted it to suit his purposes. Let's go down the staircase of ugly just a few more steps. It gets uglier when Lady C accuses her husband and his brother of being the ones to release false stories about her having a sex change. She claims that Colin sold the story for money as well as to get out of the marriage. Since then, Lady C has also accused Colin of being so physically abusive that he does cause long-term damage to her face. She tells the Daily Mail in 2008, quote, 
I could not have known Colin Campbell would turn out to be the debased, cruel monster he turned out to be. I ended up having to have the right side of my face reconstructed two months after we were married. That's not even why she hates him the most, though. Lady C says that she resents her former husband absolutely the most for taking her personal information and making it public. Naturally, Lord Colin Campbell denies this claim. No, I mean, if true, that is uh, certainly his most egregious offense. Whoever did that, egregious offense. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Lady C said, the matter wasn't exactly a secret. Everyone who knew my family in Jamaica knew. People I was working with knew. But it was not the sort of thing you shouted about or went running to the papers with, unquote. Right. The Daily Mail reported. Quote, all that changed, however, when a newspaper reported that Colin Campbell had not known about her physical history when they were married and that when it emerged, people in his social circle claimed he had married a transvestite. She successfully sued every newspaper that implied this and blamed her ex for selling the story. It was awful, she says. When I ask how it felt to have such private matters aired in public, here her language becomes colorful in the extreme. It is offensive beyond belief it was rape. But the matter got worse, or so she claims. When I realized that my husband and my brother-in-law were behind it, and that they had spread such lies for the money, well, I never got over that, and I never will. I said to Colin, if you had any decency whatsoever, you would have stolen that money rather than to do what you have done. Not even a thief would have the gall to do this. Ask me if she still holds a grudge. (laughs) Yeah, does she? (laughs) If you are wondering if Lady C continued to still hold a grudge, the answer is yes. When her former brother-in-law died in 2001, Lady C was elated to see that absolutely no one made any kind of a fuss. (laughs) Quote, When my brother-in-law died, he got practically no obituary, which I was delighted to see, poisonous little worm that he was. A few papers called me up, but ultimately there wasn't enough interest to sustain the fact that the Duke of Argyle had died because nobody cared. I thought that was quite, quite wonderful, unquote. I guess if you get the last laugh, that's... Lord Colin Campbell tells The Sun in 2015 that when Lady C appeared on the reality television program, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, what he thinks about his uh, ex-wife. Quote, She was a beautiful, flirtatious young woman when I met her, but I soon discovered that she was trouble with a capital T. She can seem charming and lovely, but in my opinion, she's a monster. I think she's a crushing snob and a complete fake. If I could offer any advice to the other contestants in the jungle, it would be to avoid her at all costs. Again, real surprise, the two of those lovebirds did not work out. Probably fair to say that we'll never really know what happened in that trashy divorce, but Lady C is divorced from Colin Campbell. Why are we still calling her Lady C? Lady C claims that after her divorce, she really didn't want to be known as Lady Colin Campbell anymore. Sure. Yeah, didn't want his name. Yeah. No, not at all. She wanted to go back to her name of Georgia Ariana Zadie. And she even takes out a press notice announcing this to Fleet Street, the media. 
Lady C claims that newspapers ignored her request and that publishers naturally wanted to keep Lady Colin Campbell because it implies aristocratic connections that will naturally sell more books. She's such a Leo. Lady C, we're going to close it down here. When asked if she liked having a title, Lady C replied, Darling, my father is a Russian count, so I technically am a Russian countess in my own right. But I was born in a country where my name was a household name, and you don't need a title if you have a household name. For instance, would you prefer to be Mrs. Nearkos or Lady Smith? I bet you'd say Mrs. Nearkos. I'd certainly take Mrs. Nearkos. In France, I am just Madame Campbell. In Jamaica, nobody uses my title. There's a 2020 Vanity Fair article. It was reported that her ex-husband had said, I find it infuriating she continues to call herself Lady Colin Campbell. (laughs) I love my Leo girl. To this, Lady C replies, I'm delighted if he's infuriated. (laughs) And when you see my face, I hope it gives you hell. Lady Colin Campbell. What an incredible, trashy ride. That is quite a story. And I'm sure that she is all ears as everyone gears up for the coronation of King Charles. She is all about it. Her YouTube is popping with all the latest dish in the stories. I started to go down that rabbit hole last night. However, keep your eye on that. Mm -hmm. It's all coming. Coronation. We're on Coronation Countdown. Coronation Watch. Coronation Although Watch. Although yours has alliteration, so <laughs> probably better. Whatever trash cans happen in this story, I really think I'll go to Colin Campbell. I agree. That's sort of my inclination. Well, and his brother, it sounds like. A Jamaican Key beach full of trash cans for Lord Colin Campbell. Mm-hmm. Lady C, I really get your Leo soul and spirit, my friend. I hope you enjoy the coronation this year. Patreon, folks, stay tuned. I got a whole bunch of spider webs about Lady Colin Campbell, the 11th Duke of Argyles, all his wives, as well as Margaret, the Duchess of Argyle. It's such a good story. Stay tuned for that, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trashy Divorces. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. If you need more from us, feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. And if you're finding yourself enamored of the Royals, maybe check out our new podcast, Trashy Royals. Just search your podcast player. It'll come up. We're not, we're not at Charles yet, but uh, yeah, we're kicking around some Royal stories. We've got three episodes up and we begin releasing every Thursday beginning next week, Coronation Week. So now's the time to get on board with that. Again, friends, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, for telling your friends about Trashy Divorces, for your kind emails, for your kind reviews, for your support on Patreon, for generally being the very best podcast audience in the existence of podcast audiences. Patreon folks, stay tuned for Spiderwebs coming for you. And until we meet again, all you trashy darlings, happy coronation. Keep your hands clean, friends. Keep your hearts trashy. Big love, y'all. Bye. Bye. 
And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.